welcome to CMIO Podcast, a show devoted to educating and informing those who are making healthcare easier for others. Whether you're involved with informatics, analytics, or new technologies that make the lives of our practicing clinicians better, this show is for you. My name is Dr. Mark Weissman. I'm a practicing physician and CMIO and the host of CMIO Podcast. And today I have with me Rabin Pant, who is a healthcare technology advisor, and we're going to be talking about a variety of topics, but one that's really I'm excited about is physician engagement. First of all, welcome to the show, Rabin. Thank you, Dr. Wiseman. Appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about how you got into your role and what you're up to now. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak at your show. I started my career in healthcare IT working for a startup company called Otter, who specialized in organ transplant management. I did some project management and eventually uh, moved into roles related to implementation and support within the company. And from there, I moved into IT analyst type roles for Cerner, Epic, Meditech based CPI modules and clinical content management. I was involved in a variety of special order set provider documentation, design, build, implementation, and governance, and develop specialized expertise in ambulatory radiology and lab modules. 2008, I went into consulting when Meaningful Use and the surge of EMR was upon us. From 2008 to 13, I work in a variety of settings and uh, facilities doing work ranging from design, build, workflow mapping, project management, clinician training, and go-live implementation. In 2013, one of my clients asked me to take a full-time corporate director role after I had been successful at creating a corporate informatics department for them and also served as the interim leader. I agreed to and worked in this capacity, I think, until 2017. During that tenure, there I led multiple PI and cost-saving projects, designed a clinician-to-clinician epic training program and led the EPI converging from Meditech across four hospitals and 60 clinics. In 2017, after a successful EPIC install, I went back to consulting as I'm most comfortable and professionally fulfilled in an advisory role. I've been at this small firm called Merit Lynch Healthcare Consulting, where we offer nationwide services in performance improvement, data stewardship, operational readiness, and technology. I'm currently the executive director and a subject matter expert for informatics and IT for the company. So you have a ton of EMR experience. And as a matter of fact, you do a lot of things that CMIOs do in terms of trying to enhance value and optimization. But let's talk about physician engagement and the impact that has on success of those programs that you did. What factors lead to more or less physician engagement? In my experience, physician engagement is probably the most influential factor to any successful implementation. Yet, it's not where the majority of time is spent, unfortunately. The downstream impact of poor engagement can be seen in patient care, quality, brand strength, provider experience, and overall medical staff retention. I know this sounds dramatic, but it's true. Making the role of physician engagement super important to prioritize. Over the years, I have developed a fairly, I would like to call it a sophisticated program for physician engagement, nursing engagement, operational readiness. 
as it relates to technology investment. But when you boil it down, the physician engagement piece, we can hinge it on three core factors. I think number one should be preserving the physician independence. They need to have choices and typically do not respond well to mandates or corporate regulation. Communicate with physician in their language and context and not in the language of IT, IT-ish, which is what we typically do or joint commission language. And then the third thing is really understand and support the physician ecosystem. And what I mean by that is the people, the tools, the processes that make up the world that is rotating inside any organization. I think that's interesting, the three core factors, because as I've seen implementations, that doesn't always happen. Uh, During an implementation, you'll see that decisions are made every day about what's going to happen in the EMR. And I think the pressure to kind of get things done is just such that you can't ask providers for their input on things. And so then what happens is the providers might disengage, decisions are made without them being in the room. And what I found is that usually means if the physician's not in the room, the work is then shifted to them because they aren't there to defend themselves. Uh, I'm just curious if you've seen that, if you see things like alerts that aren't necessarily extremely valuable, but they get put in place because the physicians aren't there to say that's useless to me, or even workflows that are put more shifting more work to the provider and less on the pharmacist or nurse or tech. What's your experience been in that area? Well, this is where it becomes, I think, important to have diverse input within the decision-making process. If I left their choices to IT folks, they tend to make decisions that are easiest on them, less on build, less on maintenance. That's where the focus goes. And when informaticists make decisions independently, the risk and regulatory factors are not always considered and therefore a workflow may be mapped that is indeed non-compliant with uh, accreditation standards. This happens with or without physician too. When physicians are engaged in decision-making, the perspectives are represented, which is what we all want. However, physicians do not always, in my mind, understand what happens behind the scenes with other departments such as nursing, radiology, or pharmacy. So physician input is not the only one that is needed because that would not be sufficient. I'm a fan of interprofessional work groups for decision-making with a neutral party acting as a facilitator. By far, nurses take the brunt of workload when it comes to the EMR workflows and documentation many times documenting things in the form of an assessment or order set that should be within a physician note. What I notice as a real gap here is physician and nurses working together to streamline workflows and documentation requirements such that it makes things more efficient and automated for both disciplines. This requires physicians to be at the table and take some time to understand the workflow of others And often there is not just enough time in a day for all the things we want to do. So I heard a talk, I think this was at one of the Epic UGM sessions, but it was a doctor who was a CMIO and was speaking 
and he was leading a team at, of analysts. And I, he said something that I just loved, which was that they will do as a team what's hard for IT if it makes it easier on the frontline clinicians. They were willing to take that hit, understanding that it may have an impact on maintenance or when they have to do some upgrade thing, but if it really was going to make life better, I just thought that was powerful. I liked that. And the IT teams were on the stage with him right behind him saying, yep, we do that. And it was just, they bought into that mission. I just thought it was great. And that's kind of what you're getting at, it sounds like, is what sometimes you got to do things that are harder. But if you have that multidisciplinary team that's together, everyone says, yes, this is the workflow we need to do and it's the right one. If it's a little bit tougher and more maintenance on IT because they got to maintain something different for medicine than for surgery, so be it. And they do it. Because so. we have to look at the mission of the organization, right? Mm -hmm. Because our mission is to take care of that sick patient. And so if our mission is to take care of the patient, we have to make the life of our, in our IT world, we call end users, which is our, our clinicians, um, we have to make that life easier. And yeah. without that, the quality of care will not be delivered because it's more work on the front end. Let's talk about that a little bit. Tell me more in terms of consequences of poor engagement. Does it impact length of stay, patient satisfaction, quality? How does it feel when it's not there, that physician engagement? I think many healthcare leaders thought that when patient consumers began shopping for their care, there would be a, a race to the bottom per se, with the lowest price dominating market choice. Consumer behavior is proving us wrong. What we have actually seen in that consumer are not choosing provider by price, they're choosing by value. They're looking to maximize both quality and experience for the best possible price. And they're relying on the experiences of other patients to inform their decisions. And experience is wholly dependent on quality of services first and then how engaged the service providers are. Uh, poor engagement, in my mind, rolls downhill, so to speak. You can see it in outcomes like length of stay, discharge time, QI projects, or even empathy for others, right? And so poor engagement usually leads to an apathetic attitude, mm -hmm. and patients can feel that expressed through the care they receive. Uh, physician, nurses, and other care providers are walking billboards. <laughs> They're not happy and disengaged. The billboard doesn't look pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. I see it that providers that are disengaged sometimes can be outright aggressive or hostile in, in meetings. They could be disruptive. They could, they don't align with the mission of the organization. It's more about what about me? How do I get my stuff done? Which I think cascades then the nurse is going to feel that way. And it just, then the respiratory tech, it just kind of cascades down the line. So it, physician engagement, I have found, I think like you have, that it really does have an impact on quality and the financial metrics because physicians control a huge amount of what happens in the hospital in terms of spend. Their choice of stapler, if they don't want to engage with you, they're going to say, forget you, I'm going with this stapler because that's what I said we're going with and they won't engage. 
So, so yeah, you're, you're, you're right on the money on that one because I recently like physician engagement is the like the holy grail of today's healthcare industry. And it's easy to see why. I was reading a, a recent Gallup poll study where physicians who rated fully engaged and engaged delivered an average of 51% more inpatient referrals and 3% more outpatient referrals than physician rated not engaged or actively disengaged. For this study, the most engaged physicians were 26% more productive than their less engaged peers, adding an average of additional 460,000 inpatient revenue per engaged physician per year. So in summary, engagement translates into business viability, so we should be paying more attention to it. Yeah, those are great numbers there. In terms of the success side, so we've talked about what happens when it doesn't go right, but are there examples where you've been around where positive engagement has really transformed the culture of an organization? So absolutely. It's the success stories that energize me to continue the work I do every day. There are many stories to tell on this one, but one simple, I wouldn't say it transformed the culture, but what it did is it helped the, the unify our formulary. And so what it was, it was a medication formulary standardization where we were able to standardize the formulary across four hospitals, which required clinical content optimization like order set. So care delivery can be streamlined and clinical variation could be decreased. In other words, have everyone working off the same order set. Demanded lots of time and engagement from physicians and pharmacists, but it all paid off. And I think the potential ROI in dollars efficiency and headache was kept the folks motivated to go through the project. The results were like 1 million annualized savings from the bottom line cost, multiple workflow efficiencies for a provider who work within multiple facilities in the same healthcare system and expense avoidance by reduction waste by having four versions of order set, four formulary libraries. We could not have achieved these results without top-notch levels of engagement from medical staff. So in that sense, yes, the culture got transformed, but within the physician community. Do you see that organizations are measuring for physician engagement, either a press gainy survey or the class survey or any number or their own survey? Do, is it something that, because you don't get better at what you don't measure, do you, organizations that you've worked with actually measure this? Only if there is an initiative from the IT and the informatics department, but as an organization, I have not seen these projects being measured. They get included as a PI project for the organization, but. So I think the examples you gave are really powerful and my CMIO colleagues and I are all taking notes here that if all you're doing is the care and feeding of the EMR as a CMIO, that you're missing a big piece of what's possible, which is if you can make the product better that physicians enjoy using it, then you can start working on the tougher things, which is, hey, let's get these order sets to be more streamlined and cost effective and deliver the care that's best for our patients. Those things don't happen without the engagement piece. And engagement doesn't happen unless you, you've developed the programs that show physicians that A, you care about them and B, that they have a say in things. 
when you work with CMIOs or physician informaticists, how have they played a part in achieving physician engagement at higher levels at your organizations? Physician informaticists are key to any success in the organization when it comes to PI-related projects, IT-related projects. And I really believe physician engagement is everyone's responsibility. And it must be threaded within the fabric of the organization. And I'm noticing organizations that struggle with engagements are hiring executive roles for chief engagement officer or something similar. I feel this perpetrates this notion that engagement is a job and dedicated resources is necessary to integrate it into the organizational norms. The CMIO or the informaticist should be an advocate for engagement and create standards and expectation for it to happen within the scope of his or her work. Engagement is similar to experience. We're all responsible for it. And until it becomes a core competency of the organization, it will continue to be viewed as a quote job of someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that's helped with physician engagement has to do with governance, giving uh, providers a voice in what's going to happen. That does seem to raise spirits as well as a raise the buy-in level because you tend not to complain as much about projects that you've been deeply involved with. But that takes time. That takes people away from clinical hours. And I'm wondering, does this work well on a volunteer basis or is the commitment to governance, to being involved with these projects so much that you should compensate a provider for that time? This is a touchy question. I know. From an equitable standpoint, if we compensate physicians for being involved in governance, we should also compensate the nurses, the therapists, the pharmacists, right? But we don't. Hospital administrators have governance and corporate functions within the scope of their roles and responsibility. But they are the only ones, everyone else is volunteering their time and energy to be at the table and contribute in decision making. That being said, compensation certainly helps raise engagement, particularly with physicians. It's an effective strategy that I have seen work. My opinion is that we should compensate fairly across all contributors of, for outcomes, setting realistic goals that are quantified against the time contribution and then compensating for them sounds like a fair, equitable model to me, although I have yet to see this structure executed. I feel we were to share incentive across all contributors in exchange for their time and contribution, that it would result in a higher levels of engagement across the board. It would also strengthen the interprofessional collaboration between physician and others, such that effort would be more likely to be repeated for other needs and priorities. I think you're right. And the compensation, I think it sends a message. I think it says, hey, we care about you. We care about you giving time and effort to the organization to make it better. 
but I also don't think it has to be a equal dollar for dollar. So a, a, a neurosurgeon that was earning just boatloads of money, you're not going to compensate them at that level. And most of the time you don't have to because these people, they want to be part of it. They want to engage. But a token, a thank you, just a an acknowledgement of this is hard work that you're doing for our organization and that our community appreciates the effort you're doing. I think that's a nice, a nice thing to do. So how about leadership? Do you see any correlation between physicians being in leadership roles and physician engagement? For sure. <laughs> yeah. This is true for uh, formal and informal leaders. It's not always about having those CMO or CMIO boxes checked. Leaders are not born. They're made through constant development and redevelopment. It's important to provide physicians with ongoing leadership training and educational opportunities that help them better understand the context of their authority. For example, physicians need to know the industry and marketplace trends that are driving changes in the healthcare environment. If you don't have effective physician leaders, recruit them to your organization now and invest in developing your existing medical staff. The CMIO and other physician leaders should collectively have in-depth knowledge of healthcare finance, payment methodology, leading population health strategy, quality management, and healthcare technology. Knowledge is power, so they say. And more equipped physicians are, the better value they can provide to the organization. The organizations most likely to succeed with the fee-for-value world will most often be those that committed the greatest amount of time and attention and resources towards physician engagement. And I see more organizations moving that way. Some organizations, it's the old style, the administrators make all the decisions. And I've seen other organizations moving more towards that partnership model. And, and even some organizations, you see physicians that are CEOs. That's not the norm, but that's certainly it's out there. But I do see organizations promoting physicians into positions where they can have a meaningful impact and they will rally a core group of physicians around them that want to deliver high quality care and help spread that message. So I agree with you. I think there's a great correlation between physician leadership and engagement. I want to switch gears on you just a little bit and talk about data. One of the things that I know organizations that do not have physician engagement is they typically don't have high data literacy also because the physicians, they just don't trust the data. They're not going to engage around the data. They don't work to make the data better. So do you see physicians engaging around data or with other good things happening with regards to data when physicians engage? Of course, physicians are scientists which means by nature, they love data. While plugging physician into the hospital data program is usually a, a painful start from my experience, but the benefit of having physician understand data governance, data definition, data sources, analytics, things like this is a huge asset. I have worked with many physicians on data stewardship and governance, and th the end result is typically a new level of understanding on how things work, the complexity of the system, and a deeper appreciation for their colleagues. 
when physicians become engaged about data, it leads to a more data-driven environment in this volume-to-value transition, which in turn can speed progress and growth at the strategic level. This, of course, is the end outcome, building a robust data program that is validated, governed, optimized, and treated as the asset takes time. But my advice is to involve physician from the beginning so the growing pains are experienced at the same time across the organization. Too often what I see is physicians are added to the discussion at the end or well into the process and it causes tension because the trajectories are not in sync. The industry is moving towards machine learning and AI to increase the speed of business, deepen automation, and often whole person or precision medicine. Let's do it together and not in silos to avoid being in catch-up mode or even worse left in the dust behind others who got their act together first. (laughs) I have some CMIO colleagues that are in organizations that they don't feel the physicians are highly engaged. And what advice would you give to a CMIO or provider informaticist that's out there, or even chief medical officer, where the culture isn't as supportive of physician leadership or physician engagement counting, that they're really more focused on the financial side, that they're in some maybe financial trouble and they need to get out of that. What do you suggest? In that case, what I typically see is physicians are just like any of us. And first and foremost, we have to understand what is the problem? What is the the pain point for our providers? And what are they going through? First, try to understand what that problem is. Once you understand what the problem is, then you're able to build your solution around it, whatever that solution might be. That might be going and talking to a CEO about a a need for a CMIO or an informaticist and being able to make that business case on why that is important and what outcome it will deliver and how that's going to either help organization grow or save money. I like it. Well, I did promise you I'd get you out here right around the 30-minute mark. So uh, if people wanted to talk to you some more about physician engagement, get any tips from you, can they reach out to you? Are you on LinkedIn? I am definitely on LinkedIn. And you can also email me at rpant at meritlinks.com. Rabin, thank you for coming on the show. I think this has been a great discussion around physician engagement. This really is an important part of what CMIOs can do or chief medical officers also in furthering their organizations to achieve better results. So once again, thank you for coming. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to CMIO Podcast. I've been your host, Dr. Mark Weissman. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at cmiopodcast at gmail.com or go to the website at cmiopodcast.com. Some of your ideas for shows, guests you'd like to hear from, general feedback, or just to connect. And I look forward to bringing you our next episode. 